Hello, friends. Welcome to Tokyo. 我是菠萝。小伙伴们，欢迎来到唠嗑。呀，我是豆腐。And welcome to a very special episode of Tokyo.、Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we invited some of our friends, which include some familiar friends and voices. 土豆先生，咸糕小姐。And we took the opportunity to record the conversation. 对，这个就是现场实录。Have fun. 对，呃，这一期我们就是群魔乱舞。Do you know 群魔乱舞 ？Yeah, just like freestyle rhythm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we have 豆腐、菠萝、年糕小姐。啊，土豆先生和一位匿名的小姐。You have to pick your name now. No, I don't know. Like, give me some time. Better. 然后，呃，我们橘子，橘子小姐。然后我们正在开我们的第三支红酒。嗯，在呃 ，after it's our third wine now. After three bottles of wine. Yeah, and is it good? And a pumpkin feast. Give very dry. Give give it some time to to. It's only just opened, so it'll um. Air out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it breathe. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. So we were saying just now, we talked about dating in Hong Kong and、uh, the difficulties of finding any kind of meaningful dates and、uh, meaningful partners and just good people in general. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, especially for girls. Everybody I came across in Hong Kong or big cities have been complaining about how hard it is to meet a normal guy. Normal standard is decent,、yeah. 就是 empathetic. 普通讲礼貌 empathetic, 就是可以沟通，有一点同情心， mm. 就是同理心 and. But you also, but that, that's it, right? And well, this means basically means I want a normal person. Well, it's all、and、relative, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, how but is, at the how same is, time, at the same time, I don't know if you can really say that, right? Because um, like. What if you came across a guy who was all those things, but was kind of like also a little bit dirty, was like dirty. bad、Even、hygiene?、Uh, you know what? Yeah, what, a bit rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What our friend said the other day is like、um, bad mouth hygiene, right? Her, like don't wash his breath. Don't wash. Doesn't wash his hair. Yeah, that doesn't come into it, does it?、Mm. What we've said all, all so far is just like personality stuff.、Mm. But I assume if the person is polite and when. That person meet you, that person would kind of tidy, tidy up a bit.、Uh, right? Yeah, I don't think I think people take a long time to change. Yeah, you can't, and you don't want to change a person necessarily. Like, they should probably want to change themselves. Yeah, you don't want to force them to change. To change what? Yeah, who they are. Change their lifestyle,、yeah. like the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Well, not washing、yeah. their hairs. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays it's very difficult to find someone who does not pay attention to their hygiene. Do you know anyone? Oh. Yeah. Like during COVID. Yeah. You'd be.、Uh, yeah. Who have you met? <laughs> no, just people on. You'd like MTR, to think that you'd you know? be surprised,、yeah. but maybe you wouldn't. No people、yeah. on MTR. Random people. You... Nah, my my nose picks them up. <laughs> <laughs> like what?、Oh. I think if it really、um, gets in the way that they interact in their relationship, can it be openly discussed? Yeah, 
Yeah, it so. should oh, be. For sure. Right. Yeah, because yeah, if a person, if a date has a good personality, I assume open-minded is uh, mm. one of the characters, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And if you're able to uh, express, you know, the, how you feel, the impact, and they're able to understand and, you know, willing to... I think the impact of their, like... B.O. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah. I can't inhale around <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm suffocating. It's not because you're controlling, but because you smell. <laughs> it's just like I can't breathe. <laughs> not emotionally, physically, I just cannot breathe. <laughs> I don't want to breathe. <laughs> yeah, B.O. or any habits. Uh, yeah. It can go to any habits that you don't like. Yeah, I mean, definitely I think that's something that shouldn't be off limits in terms mm. of what you say and stuff. It's more about how you say it. Mm. You know, you don't, like, you don't pick a day when they're tired from work, right. and they're cranky, and you say, by the way, you stink. <laughs> like, go take a shower. I mean, you know, At my place. Yeah. But I mean, oh, wow. Mm, yeah. The, 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 the uh, way of delivery is exactly. really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, sugar coat it a little bit, maybe uh, ten minutes. With a little bit of humour. Yeah, you're, you're lovely and everything, but... You can do it with a shower, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for girls. How, how about for, for guys? For guys too. I mean, it, it goes both ways. I mean, it's not you like guys, guys uh, are okay with a incredibly yeah. unhygienic lady. Like, I mean, but I mean, it's difficult to find a like find a girl. Who, <laughs> who have you met? Oh my I'm god! I'm not saying I've had personal experience. <laughs> oh, in that Mr. Potato has seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, many, many, uh, Many muddy potatoes around. Potatoes, <laughs> 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 maybe. Yeah. yeah, okay, forget about this hygiene thing. I think we are just being. No, so, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget about it. I don't think it's a... Uh, okay, so... The, the whole point the is, right? The blocker of the normal no, dating the whole is point the is hygiene. It's a, it's a thing, yeah. right? The, everything in ecology, like... Okay. Um, what we're basically saying is, there are things that you might think are normal, uh, but it's all relative. Yeah. And so, what you might find is normal, such as hygiene, might not be so normal for other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. the definition of normal is always within context mm. of some mm. some social construct, you know, your background, the cultural setting of that time and that place, right? I mean, if you imagine people who are you know who live in third world countries, you know, their their priority wouldn't be hygiene per se, but would be oh. oh, is this guy useful? You know, is he hardworking? Does he have a job? Mm. Does he have a toilet in his house? You know. I mean, oh personal hygiene God. might not actually be. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, to toilet is related to that, but it's more. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I guess your point is um, for like girls, we say, oh, we just want a normal guy, meaning decent and um, empathetic. Actually, those two are relative. Probably those two are not as normal as we thought. Well, yeah, yeah and we're not. I don't think you're coming, trying to come to a conclusion, right, mm. as to what is acceptable. You're just challenging what the definition of normal is amongst this group of people. What's what's your for what is acceptable? I don't know. I I'm not a girl. We're not just about girls. We are about girls, I'm guys, pretty open. and they. <laughs> Anybody who loves me. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that is all, which is also, you know, a point like I don't want to be with somebody who 
doesn't want to be with me, right? <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. All right. Well, okay. In a like hypothetical like world, K, K, where K I have you know maybe some options. <laughs> Thank you. You know this somewhat far off parallel universe is never gonna happen. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to like because you know you have those people who like um. Uh, you know, like PO, PUA artists, you talked about mm. it before, oh, right? Oh, PUA. PUA. Oh, like, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of trick you, mm. and manipulate you. Mm -hmm. But like, you'd probably want it to be like, authentic. And you wouldn't want to manipulate somebody into liking you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people like that. That's why there's our PUA culture. Yeah, so, so maybe, you know, one definition of normal, or one subset of what normal is, is like, authentic. More real. Oh, you know what I mean? Today, I uh, watched this video by the psychologist. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, she um, brought up. What's, what's, what's her, her name? name, what's her name? Uh, Esther Perel. Esther Perel. Um, she got asked, like, uh, what's your advice to ladies in their 30s on dating? She's a relationship psychologist. Um, many years of um, practicing uh, being a uh, relationship psychologist and then now coming more to the mainstream media, oh, podcast, okay, okay. YouTube, mm. has her own Instagram and write blogs and all that to pass down her ideas. And then her view was, um, instead of thinking about you know a list, which is so typical and what we were just yeah, discussing. Yeah, we always what's ask, your like, what's, your, what's your type? Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's yeah, your yeah. Criteria? What's, criteria? what's your criteria? What's your criteria? Yeah. Uh, about the other person, like why not just ask, what can you bring to him mm. or her? Mm. What do you want to put out? Like what kind of love you want mm -hmm. to give out? Yeah. And then I thought, oh yeah, like, you know, it's always about the other person uh, yeah. who I want to find and choose instead of looking inside which is a um you know a topic that we've discussed before as well like for me um the qualities that i do have a list as well uh, that list of qualities as i think about it more and more i start to realize actually those are the qualities i want to become better yeah, right. at mm -hmm. right. so it's really yeah uh, is it is it a case of like uh, uh what you are uh, uh, sorry, what your outside world is is a reflection of yourself or like your inner world mm. kind of thing. Mm. Like I, because I was single for like ten years or so, mm. and then the age of zero to ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long slog. It was so hard, uh, and it was like I, I tried to talk myself into being like, okay, um, instead of you know always trying to search for quote unquote the right one mm. maybe it's actually trying to be the one mm. yeah. right that some yeah. other people find yeah. and you kind of flip it on its head right yeah. oh so you figure out the relationship expert thing before yeah well she stole some <laughs> ideas off me and uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but okay. I think no it also it also kind of um, dovetails quite nicely with the, the idea of the, th the kind of things or the, the mechanisms that people fall in love with other people, as in like, the types of attraction that happen. So one of them being um, uh, complementary, like the complementary mm -hmm. dynamic. So this is where, mm -hmm. this is where you, you look at a partner in terms of what can they bring to you mm -hmm. to make up for the things that you feel you lack. Yeah. And obviously the pitfall of that is that you end up finding someone who has qualities that you don't have, but if you're unaware of that being the dominant mechanic of your type of attraction, you end up 
then falling kind of uh, vulnerable to codependency uh, codependency and also if you have insecurities that uh, can be exacerbated mm, and yeah. also if you're not open with communication if you don't have an open mind of you know if you don't have the the mindset of being uh, receptive of uh, other people sharing their views or being slightly critical of you even though it's out of love um, then you end up rejecting that and that puts distance between you and the other person for the same reasons that you were attracted to them in the mm. first place so for this for this kind of dynamic to really work out you also have to have that mindset of being open to kind of teaching and learning about each other mm. as in receiving what they have to offer mm. and being kind of you know, humble and, and accepting of the value you have yeah because we were talking about it on the hike the other day yeah we were yeah. like it's kind of like a venn diagram because there's Venn diagram way until okay yeah because <laughs> i don't know it seems inevitable that you're both gonna find or want to find somebody who's similar to you, but then right. also be able to, you know, provide some uh, provide some positives for your shortcomings. Yeah. And so you need to be able to balance those two. You're never gonna be with somebody who's totally your opposite, mm-hmm. nor somebody who's totally the same as you. Yeah. But in order to kind of balance the two and mm-hmm. kind of meet in the middle. You got to be able to be open-minded enough yes. to accept those differences and grow together. Yeah, exactly. And then the other one that you mentioned being similar—that's that's, that's uh, another kind of attraction, which is endorsements, where, mm. where you find people who you feel they just get you. Yeah, intuitively they just understand me. We're on the same wavelength. We're the same. But the truth is, everyone is so complex. We mm. all have complicated childhoods, different histories. Mm. Grew up in. Even if you're in the same city, similar environments your perception of the world is incredibly different to the people who are closest to you. Mm. You just often overlook those differences. And when you have the mindset that, or if you believe that the other person just gets you, mm. that gets in the way of any communication. Because like, when you're angry, when you're upset, mm. you're like, oh, I, I shouldn't have to tell you. You should just get it. Uh, you know, it's like, like you should just understand. Too high of an expectation. But it's mm. high and unrealistic. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I never heard of these like tra- attraction types. Was it uh, endorsement? Different mechanisms of attraction. So uh, endorsement being one, so you get yeah, so you you get attracted to someone because you feel like they make up for your shortcomings. That's mm-hmm. one dominant one. Uh, another one is endorsement because you feel they're similar to you. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And the third one is familiarity. Oh. Yeah, so oh, you, you come across somebody, they have certain things about them that um, that generate a sense of familiarity. So it could be that in, in your earlier childhood, you your, your parents were um, quite critical, slightly abusive, uh, not very loving. Mm. But obviously because of your your relationship with them, you, you feel close and you want to love them. Mm. Or, or you see that as as the, that is what love is because that's mm-hmm. what you, exactly. you that's love. what you experience as a you child. You believe being abusive is love. Uh, yeah, oh. even if rationally you know that it's not the right thing. Yeah, yeah But then later on in life, you meet a guy yeah. who exhibits these kind of characteristics, and immediately you feel attracted to him. Oh, it's just why some interesting because. People always say like the your partner is somewhat similar. Like you'll always fall in love with somebody like your 
mom would mm. would die, mm. you know, depending yeah. on her sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. It's, it's, it's a thing. like I yeah. actually the way me and my partner kind of interact or the behavioral interaction is actually similar to how I interact with my dad. Yeah, mm. Mm. I, I guess it's like an unconscious or subconscious uh, uh, seeking of uh, affection. Approval. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you, I think you associate uh, attaining love or getting love uh, through, say, certain degree of suffering, or it's not easy. Mm. Mm. So I think that's why, um, like, what not a big portion of the population is kind of quite insecure mm-hmm. in their attachment style. I've never, yeah. th- I've never heard that before. Like people see love as suffering. Or, or you know, the way as a child, the way you had to, uh, you got love with through. It's not easy. It's right. not unconditional. You, right, know, you right, had right. to prove yourself. You mm. had to mm. be always be on your best behavior. Mm. If you acted out of line, how then you'd be punished. Mm. 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 Well, I wonder if that's also because, like, you know, you cannot be a perfect parent. There's no guide to perfecting childhood yeah. and upbringing. Yeah. And so and you're and always going to have a are, flaw. Your parents are growing with you. You just yeah. don't. You just mm. don't see it when you're a kid. Mm. Um, yeah. You just think they're they figured it all out. Yes. And especially if they haven't, if they haven't figured it all yeah, out. But most mm. often, that's just not. a whole other ball game. <laughs> no, I think yeah, they haven't. <laughs> just to round off the, the topic about familiarity, the other pitfall is the opposite, yeah. where you've got parents who are generally quite good or have favorable characteristics. Maybe they're quite successful financially and career-wise, mm. or they're quite you know, um, uh, they have good characteristics, but somehow you've developed uh, a bad relationship with them mm-hmm. and later on in life when you meet partners who would actually be good for you mm. for all the right reasons you push them away because they're maybe they're you know this guy is is empathetic he's caring he's loving mm. all of that stuff um, but he shares the same job as your dad oh. you know they're, they're both working finance you know like oh, oh. That, that disgusts me like I just oh. just the thought of that makes oh. me puke because you know, I just don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like your yeah. yin Yeah, exactly. So oh. this this kind of thing is also a, a familiarity dynamic going on, but it just goes the other way. How did you read about it? From books or? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the in- the internet. Oh, actually, yeah. It's a website. They have YouTube channel yeah. as well. It started by this uh, modern day uh, philosopher. Mm. Um, but the website is called School of Life. Oh, oh. We have some Alan Botan. Yes, Alan Botan. Yeah, and then yeah. we have yeah. actually physical yeah. schools um, across mm. the world. He, he is he's like a philosopher out of a lot of philosophers. Because he presented his material on like YouTube and stuff, yeah, oh. which is not something that's ever been available to it, any other it, philosopher. It, it, it's more yeah. accessible. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What I actually what I wanted to ask is like, if imagine I was still single, my problem or my kind of <laughs> confusion <laughs> it was, okay, I know all this deep stuff. I know how to kind of manage a relationship when I'm into it. I'm when I'm in one, mm-hmm. but. My issue is how to get into one first. How to pass the first day, the second day, the third day, and then become boyfriend girlfriend. That that's the that was the most struggling phase. Ah. Yeah. So it's like all the deep learning stuff you understand and you can learn, but the superficial phase actually became very challenging. I think I think it's the wrong direction. I think you're looking out 
rather than looking in. Uh, and looking in is the, the bedrock of it all. Everything else just comes naturally. Yeah, mm. I think if you have the right one, everything will just happen naturally. I think the most challenging part is to meet the one that you want to yeah. go through the first or second date or yeah. third date. Yeah, like if you were if you were truly open minded enough and truly positive enough mm. and truly okay with yourself enough, then you wouldn't get a lot of anomalies or kind of um, kinks in your armor that people often mm. talk about, right? Mm. People would be like, oh, What's kinks in armor? like Cal <laughs> <laughs> talked about like another person that she went out with, and he was like. So nice. Too good to be true. Too good. Too good to other people, uh, and 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 that it that could be a thing, right? Yeah. It's like self-sacrifice, uh, where you're, where you want to please others so much, uh, without pleasing yourself. Mm. And then there are other people that you know other talk, people talk about. So there are things that come up, um, that maybe wouldn't be so obvious mm -hmm. if you had all of that internal stuff figured out. Yeah. A, a lot of, and also, I guess, to continue the whole, the, the more practical side of things, when it comes to looking in, inwards, a lot of it is accepting the things about yourself that are mm. imperfect, that are not great. Things that you you might be a bit ashamed of admitting, things that you're not very proud of, because when you look at somebody else, you're like, oh, they're so perfect in all of these ways. But when you really look inwards and you start to, you know, really accept yourself for all of these things, you come to, yeah, you come to an acceptance, you you find peace with these things. Mm. You also find that perspective that that, that perspective that offers, uh, you know, charity and compassion towards other people mm. who have similar levels of shortcomings in other ways. And when when you find that way of of accepting yourself and therefore being compassionate towards others, you'll also find that a lot more people are a lot more acceptable. And you find ways. Yeah, your your definition of normal changes. Mm. And mm. in in finding dates and stuff, you'll look past the more superficial things and you'll see through into who they are really and you'll become clearer as to where your boundaries are. Like oh. What things are really acceptable, what things can you live and work with. I think it comes back to like the balancing that we were talking about earlier, right? Find that balance. Like we're all kind of... Um, so it applies to dating as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people, th th there's always a balance and a continuum and a scale of like personality kind of characteristics. And people who see so fully on one side or so fully on other side often don't see like where they are in the spectrum mm -hmm. and also don't accept that. And so they kind of like go so much the other way in trying to like deny that part of themselves mm. as opposed to being like, oh yeah, I am a little bit weird, but that's okay. Mm. You know, like that's all yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. Then being, meaning if you really are aware of yourself, know yourself, like love yourself, then you attract people who you think are normal and also attracted to. Yeah, as Tuthol said, like the definition of normal changes, mm. right? It's like, oh yeah, you can be weird, but also be normal. Yeah. Which mm. sounds a bit paradoxical. You're, you're, I think these days a lot of the, the typical definition of what's normal or acceptable mm. uh, are ideas that, are, that have been popularized by, by culture, by media. media yeah. Things like, oh, they must have a high-paid job or Blonde, white, yeah. tall, oh, yeah. <laughs> or like at least fairly good looking. Good looking, or, like, or, or, or something like I, I guess 
one of the voices that you would often have in your head is, oh, what would my, my parents think about this guy? Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that is often very different it's to very what you personally Chinese. Yeah. find quite attractive or acceptable. You would always say, oh, what, what would my parents think? And the second thing is, what about my friends? Mm. What do my friends think of this person? Mm. And so you end up deriving ideas of what's, or what's acceptable or not based on people around you, but you never really look inside and figure out, okay, what am I like as a person? What do I really need? And what, what do I, I want? I really want. Ooh, that's a good point. Mm. I wish I knew when I was single. <laughs> well, would you have made a different decision? It's alright, you, <laughs> you wanted me. It's all good. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to revisit that. <laughs> I, I think, I think it, 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 it does make sense because when I first knew you, I thought you were not normal. I thought you were abnormal. So I walked away. I'm pretty abnormal. And then after six months, I kind of had some mental like growth. And it's like, oh, you're actually pretty normal. Like mm. mental growth, you mean? Like in I a mental had... way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I also went through a, you know, a little little period of growth in that six months as well. So we both kind of normalized. Normalized. Grew <laughs> mm. together, separately. Separately. So, you can find a normal life. What's my normal life? Yeah, as a, as a guy looking for a girl. I'll be looking for somebody who, I think in general, doesn't. Uh, I mean, seems to know themselves. I think it's like one of the things I'm. Know your shit. Yeah, yeah. No, Dang <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dang shit. No, so I think what, what I find quite attractive is when. A person comes across to be quite um, quite mature about things that they're embarrassed about, that they're a bit, uh, you know, not so proud of. Um, but also they have uh, a good sense of humour when talking about these things. You know, like it's obvious that it's a bit uncomfortable, but they're able to stay composed uh, or even show a bit of vulnerability uh, without feeling like that's going to jeopardise the entire relationship. That's you normal. More than no, but that's that's my normal. <laughs> oh, okay. As in, like, for them to have come to a, a place where they, they a state where they, they're accepting of these things, they're looking at reality on reality's terms, mm. and that is what I would define as being generally normal. Do you think that actually comes along with age? And um, that's why people are like, oh, I want to find someone I mean, who is older. Yes and no. Yeah, but yes and no. it takes time to come to this, so therefore there is a correlation with age. But age in itself, time mm. in itself, without um, you know, the, 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 yeah, without the kind of I, I think a lot of it hinges upon asking yourself the right questions. You know questions that relate to, you know, your internal Who am I? What do I want? Yeah, what do I like? Yeah. What well, well, at the same time it's actually very simple and often the simplest things are the hardest to answer. Who am I? What do I want? It's always the hardest thing to answer. Yeah. You need a lifetime to answer sometimes. Yeah, but you can you can make well, baby steps. Mm. Yeah, you can make baby. And often you 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 see where where we talk about like age as correlation. You can get young people relatively who have quite a lot figured out in some shape or form. Yeah. And then you can get very old people who uh, don't have anything figured out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can see it very clearly. Mm -hmm. I mean. I see it very clearly anyway. Do you think that questioning um, needs to be triggered by something? It, it, does it come about naturally? I think it helps. I think the triggers help. Mm. Yeah. 
and but, but that doesn't mean uh, again like that doesn't mean just because you have a trigger or an event you will grow from that like mm. often it comes yeah. from right, menta- yeah. Yeah. mentality and mindset and it's often like a, a diamond in the rough if you do and if you are able to propel yourself from a negative event there's a there's a book called Man's Search for Meaning. <laughs> you read that too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that, that about, talks uh, about... Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Oh. And he talks about his kind of discoveries on the meaning of life, including love and effort and going forward. And one of the big things was how man or woman can take a negative event and, and use it to progress further. And an important distinction there, I guess, well, it goes back to kind of the, the whole thing about you know, asking the right questions. A lot of people that you come across who have been through, you know, adverse events in their life often will turn out not so great if they're asking the questions from the perspective of... Why me? Why me? Why is it mm. happening to me? Why, like, and they, they'll make up excuses as to, mm. like, you know, oh, it's, it was, like, somebody else, else's fault, it was this and, and that, and, like, they, it's always, they're the passenger. And the easy way out. It's them. always the easy way out. And it's out. not their fault, and there's nothing they can do about it, and so, you know, there is no reason for, for change or a different perspective. Mm. But then I think maybe a more constructive mm. way of looking at it is that it's always a duet. There are obviously things that you, you can't control, um, you know, what other people do, what other people say, what other people think, but then there are two distinct things that you always have control over, uh, or should have control over, which is your actions and your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how you react to things that happen around you. And when you understand that, then your focus comes, then turns inwards and it becomes more, look, given what's happened, what can I do? What can I do to change in order to find a perspective that's helpful for me? Right, you can't change other people. Right. You can change yourself. I'm yeah. being very impressed how you two can always turn any topic into personal growth. Because well, <laughs> well, it's, all, it's, it's the whole it's the whole thing, right? That yeah. it, it's all that it can be. How yeah. is the first yeah. date? Yeah, you know, I look inside myself <laughs> <laughs> after, after reading a book of men searching for meaning. I'm just a man. <laughs> I did not find any meaning. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I see. I think here we got very good perspectives from guys' um, point of view about why it's so hard to find a normal guy. Should we shut up and let the girls talk? No, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I think it's interesting because usually a topic among girls, right? I, I remember and it did it, start off as a girls topic. It ended up with just hijacked. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. ended so, up with always like, oh yeah, it's just hard. It's just logistic. Um, but but, but the Yaga has been through oh, some, uh, some progression <laughs> too. I mean, oh yeah, what do you think? Think about what? <laughs> <laughs> women search for uh, meaning. The <laughs> women searching for meaning. Victoria E. Frankel. <laughs> ah, the one one point that you mentioned before, how knowing yourself um, in the dating stage mm. helps because you are able to see or exhibit compassion and kind of accept others' um, vulnerability. Mm. 
<laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm back. Wait, actually, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're back. Oh, yeah. Come back when you're ready. <laughs> oh, right. Now I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, for me, uh, my experience is I tried the dating apps a few years ago. Mm. Uh, back then, um, I really, to be honest, I really um, didn't feel like I knew myself. I, this idea of inner searching totally did not appear to me, like I did not do that. Um, so during that dating stage, um, several seeing several people, I noticed that um, I just, I was very easily swayed and affected by the other person's reaction to me. Mm. It was always, um, I was just so easily flustered by, by anything that um, mm. they showed. Right. Instead of like impressionable. Myself, like, yeah. they laugh at you, Joe, but they uh, Right, and, right. and, and they're looking then, at the watch, they're looking at their phone. Right, the little totally theater in my head was always thinking, oh, am I um, you know, showing the best side of me? Uh, what do they think of me? Right, very low self-esteem. And then that think I think it will affect say the next steps. Maybe I will choose not to progress. I will not choose to meet them again because I thought in my head it didn't go too well based on what I thought I remembered that they showed. But I guess well nowadays recently I've restarted. Using these dating apps and yeah, I find me and go on. Yeah, you can find her on there. These sites. So plug. Yeah. On Bumble. 交友软件。对交友软件。嗯 ，nowadays I think it's really um a changed mindset. Uh, first of all, it's about curiosity to meet new people. Uh, the the lens is totally shifted to looking at them mm-hmm. and knowing more about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean instead of yourself? Instead, oh, of, instead of like, oh, what did I do? Being able to be present. Right. Oh. Your headspace isn't occupied by, oh, what do they think of me at every single point? You're not oh, worried yeah, about yeah. shit, like, you know, like, h- how am I performing? What am I saying? Am I saying the right thing? Am I saying it in the right way? Mm-hmm. Because when, you, when you're like that, you, you can't perform. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've, you physically can't be present during mm-hmm. that, that, that meetup. But when you're comfortable with yourself, you can be more present and be more observant about who they are as a person. And then, yeah, nowadays I just find that it's a, really a more natural flow. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, you know, everything just should like you start from within, and everything should just you know work it out. Mm-hmm. So, so nowadays, if I think about it from the Guys that I've met, if they ask for follow-ups and all that, it'll be based on my own assessment of how the experience went. Yeah. If I want to go on the next dates with them, it's uh yeah, it's driven by myself. You have the power. I have the power. That's right. Hashtag girl power. I'm busy. And obviously, and obviously, if they follow up, it's not completely your fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. You know, they they don't see. Okay, you or they have other reasons. Exactly, like I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, I think yeah. Simply, you have different interests or different uh, priorities and goals. Right. To so be honest, nowadays I also um say if I don't get a follow up message from them, I also think oh you know oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately it didn't work out. But yeah. I think the how I speak to myself nowadays is um, I just look at the reality. The reality is 
I've just met this guy for once, yeah. and mm -hmm. he's also on the app meeting other people. If he doesn't, rep uh, you know, do a follow up text, then so be it. You know, mm. that's his loss. Yeah. yeah, he's lost. I've got a other yeah. <laughs> other apps to go on yeah. <laughs> out of my squid yeah. game. But right. <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> very good. Mm. Yeah. The inner dialogue is 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 quite a it's quite a funny thing as well. It's, oh, yeah. it's like there's always going to be an inner dialogue, like yeah. talking to yourself. So why don't you make it as positive as possible mm. if there's going to be one? Because you can't get away from it. Oftentimes, it also feels like you can't control mm. your inner dialogue. Like it just happens. Oh. But what's useful sometimes is that if it's not helpful, to to try to trace it back. Like, who does that voice resemble? Because usually it resembles somebody oh. in your life, oh, somebody yeah. close, somebody mm. early in your, in your childhood. There is, you know, it comes from somewhere. How did it's you not, figure out this? Uh, well, well, we all have our inner dialogue, don't we? Oh, yeah. it's just. The, most of the things you said sounds like what my therapist said. You're in the wrong career. And they, they got cool degrees, you know? I do a lot of reflection. Yeah. Oh. I, I've been through some of this myself, so... Yeah. Because yeah. when I uh, listen to what you said, like inner theater, I, I actually have been doing a lot during my interviews recently. Right. Sometimes I had a very... Actually, the interviews, you, you really need to be uh, at present and be able to ready get ready to answer any questions right mm -hmm. sometimes i'm so impacted by the interviewer's reaction mm -hmm. so I could re i could be aware that there were like five seconds mm -hmm. that listen to myself not listen to this interviewer yeah and it's like shit i i shouldn't because uh it's interview right. i need to listen to what the interviewer says mm -hmm. and then it's like okay come back come back yeah people yeah. call that active listening it's like i'm not that good at yeah, it's like when you're listening to somebody else talk and you're mentally preparing an answer based on what they said like 10 seconds ago as opposed to listening to what they're really saying maybe taking a second or so to process it and then responding based on that. It's very hard in the interviews because in interviews... Well, it's hard in daily life yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true, true, true. It's, it's often hard. Oftentimes it's also because you feel that there's an expectation for you to answer immediately yeah, or you yeah. have something prepared and and you know you're ready to yeah, yeah, yeah to, to say it to respond oh. um but yeah it's perfectly valid to to take that time after a question think about it then go back um Nyanga and i was having was having a conversation about this a while back in terms of presentations too mm. um i was telling her that at some point uh, in the past I, I used to get a lot of stage fright I get up there in front of a group of people and I'd be nervous, you know, um, I'd be kind of really conscious about my, my tone of voice, uh, my use of, of, of wording, uh, my pace, my flow, all of that stuff. And all of it was, was based on, was, I guess my attention was, what do people think about me as I'm talking? Mm -hmm. And that in itself became so overwhelming, it consumed my entire headspace that I couldn't really focus on delivering what I wanted to deliver and mm. the moment I said one thing that was slightly off script you know out of line mm. the whole thing would fall apart because mm. now I start to stutter and when I stutter I'd be like oh shit now they've seen me stutter that's bad mm. and it's like then, a roller coaster yeah and it becomes it spirals and, yeah, yeah it spirals down you, you end up in a bit of a pickle really mm. um, but then upon reflection 
what I what I then said was, okay, so what if I stutter? If I stutter, I'll take it as a break, and I'll, I'll use it as breathing time to then, you know, think about the next thing I want to say, compose, recompose, and then go from there. Mm. And the focus became more being aware of every kind of small uh, change of state as I was speaking, and then trying to just deliver the best I could. It, it was really like so nowadays if I if I present if I speak up in front of a, of a crowd, the focus is really okay. What do I what do I want to say and how do I best do it um, internally? You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's more of a I want to do my best regardless of what other people think. Mm. And yeah, a, a lot of the you know, if I need to pause, I'll pause. If I if it's uh, for example like a team meeting or uh, if I'm presenting something and I temporarily lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. I paused and then I asked, anyone, does anyone have any questions at this point? You could use that. Mm. Right. Like and then at that point, top tips from Tudo. And I mean, it doesn't have to be so obvious. Sometimes you can say, right, so at this point, give you a bit of time to digest what I've just said. And in that point, in that span of time, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm yeah. so freaking out. Yeah. And then you go from there. Yeah. There's another like a uh, remediation. Actually, there's a couple of remediation like tactics I saw. Like, for one of them was like, um, if you feel anxious before a meeting or a presentation, you can also like reframe that anxiety as to excitement. as excitement. Right. It's like, oh, instead of being like, oh, this is a spotlight, everybody's looking at me. Uh -huh. It's being like, oh, this is my time to show what I know uh, and to show up as my best self and, right. you know, you know, right. really show people what I'm made of kind of thing. Yeah. And then another thing, which I did actually before when I did karate in the UK in a competition where you had to like perform and do a little like, they call it a kata, I basically like, meditated whilst everybody else was just kind of like warming up and stuff and then by the time I went into the kata like very clear-minded you just kind of do what you do um, it's kind of like exams like you prepare as much as you can and then when you get in there you wing it is my kind of philosophy mm -hmm. so if you come in with a bit of like clarity that can help as well mm. so yeah. yeah okay thanks for the dating tips Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very useful. Well, I, I wonder if there is like a translation to uh, yeah, to dating sure. as I mean, well. Yeah, dating is the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, oftentimes if you go in like with finding a job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you go in thinking, can you ah, I'm on a I'm on a, a, an interview, and my my goal is to impress the other person, make sure that I'm accepted by everyone that I see. And your focus is really on them. Mm. Your focus is on Maybe it should be what, about them impressing you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, I think the uh, a more kind of sustainable mindset is to go in and and just be yourself. To not even make it make that much of an effort to say I can only show good things about myself, but be open to talking about things that are slightly, you know, less um, less mainstream, less topical. You know, something that might be a bit more. A bit more personal, maybe something that's slightly provocative, um, mm. a, a bit, uh, a bit different. You know, I mean, yeah. if if you've got, if you've got something that's that's not to say go in and just complain about your life. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's obviously not great. Stand up comedy. Negative, but 
you know, if <laughs> if a topic comes up and you've got a different opinion, if your dog is ill, <laughs> if you're talking oh, about that, beautiful is a baby. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you might end up being spun positively, right? And right, right. You might I end mean, up being connecting with your interviewer. Yeah. But at least you're being authentic. Yeah, right. And like, if somebody's like, oh, I really enjoy, you know, uh, large crowds, parties, all that kind of stuff, you might be inclined just out of the habit of being socially compliant to say, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. When you're not really. <laughs> but then I think what's more kind of um, sustainable is to be like, oh, that's, that's good, that's great for you. But yeah, personally, it's not, not really my scene, you know. Um, and mm. it's just kind of. I feel like that could be dangerous in an interview. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> interviews obviously you know, not the best, not the best yeah, uh, yeah. scenario. But obviously, like when, when you meet someone for the first time or like if you're, if you're on a date, I think first date. that kind of honesty <laughs> doesn't do any harm, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in the case that they reject you because of that, then fine, I mean, it would never have worked out anyway. But mm-hmm. At least you're authentic. Yeah, but if, if you say what you want to say mm-hmm. and they accept it, then you're off to a good start. Yeah, I think underneath all that is you love yourself. You right. accept yourself. You accept I mean, yourself. Uh, otherwise, it's like if I if you don't love yourself, it's like I don't really want to reveal my real self. Right. Yeah. Thanks for the dating tips. No problem. Yay. Date me. Date me and go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody enjoyed that strange <laughs> group conversation. Yeah, it seemed as though we covered quite a few topics. Yeah, it's mainly about dating though, but uh, it comes with so many different points of views. Mm. It was obviously our first time trying a format like that. Free flow, yeah. yeah. What yeah. Did, What did you think about it? I really, I really enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. Once I totally forgot we were doing a recording, mm. and people apparently are not as nervous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It took a bit of a while to get people comfortable with the yeah with the technical equipment, <laughs> <laughs> the extensive technical equipment around them. <laughs> <laughs> And it was also kind of weird logistically as well. It's all right. Yeah. Let us know if we can make any improvements or if you have any other themes or topical uh, conversation topics that you would like to have covered, whether it be between myself and Dofu or Dofu or uh, between other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 我们这一次呢是第一次尝试没有太多准备太多预演的播客录制或者是你还想听我们某一个嘉宾来聊天的话来唠嗑的话就告诉我们吧我们会之前有的年糕小姐土豆先生他们都非常愿意再来做客哦欢迎关注转发评论 Thank you for listening 谢谢 Bye